Insiders from Siemens, the podcast for the smart infrastructure community across the UK and Ireland. Hello, I'm Steve Randall and welcome to this special episode of Insiders as we mark a milestone for electric vehicles, specifically the technology used to charge them. On the 16th of March, Siemens, together with EV charging specialists Ubertricity and Westminster City Council, celebrated the UK's first street to have a fully converted EV lamppost electric avenue. Coming up, we'll find out all about the technology and how it improves the environment. We'll meet some of the team who put it together and a resident on this very special street. This is the Insiders Podcast from Siemens. My name is Daniel Bentham. I'm the Managing Director at Ubertricity. Electric Avenue is actually a partnership project with Siemens. Uh, Siemens has been leading on the Go Ultra Low Cities programme, where they've been installing Ubertricity technology across London boroughs. And the idea here is that we'd actually convert every single street lamp into an EV charge point. It's not only a partnership through the Go Ultra Low Cities programme, but Siemens is actually a shareholder of Ubertricity. They've invested in the company a number of years ago because they saw the potential. So they are strategic investors along with Honda and EDF as well. So we are now not only being seen as a promoter of EV technology just for the UK, but this is a global solution. We've gone through the first phase of Go Ultra Low Cities at the moment, working with Siemens. We've installed over 1,300 charge points with Siemens. In addition to that, we've already installed another four, 500 charge points through other schemes. Very soon, we'll have well over 2,000 charge points in London for uh, Londoners to use uh, at their convenience. So that gives you some idea of the project, but let's get more on Siemens' involvement from Gareth Marshall, Senior Project Manager at Siemens Distributed Systems within SI. Siemens were able to provide uh, support to Ubertricity in terms of quality accreditations and such like, which are required to, to bid for a framework of this type. Uh, we collaborated closely with Ubertricity throughout the procurement process and we were successful in gaining a place on the framework. Following award of the contract, we, we work closely with Ubertricity to develop um, the correct supply chain and also to be able to deliver these projects into the UK, we had to set up various logistics functions. We've been able to scale this up really quickly because it is so easy to install it into existing infrastructure and there are no additional electrical cables required. So yeah, it's really easy to scale it up. There's no reason why we can't continue to roll this out across, across London and in the wider UK going forward. This is the Insiders Podcast from Siemens. Let's talk about the technology itself with Nick Hewlin. He's National Sales Manager at Ubertricity. But before we get to the tech, Nick's background before joining Ubertricity is in fleet management. And he shared his insights into the uptake of EVs within fleets. There was a pioneering spirit, which is a sort of a slow uptake over the last 10 years within fleet but it's been uh, ramped up over the last two years with um, both government subsidies and also the breadth of the product that now is available. Part of the government subsidies is allowing company car drivers to access a 0% benefit in kind tax which in uh, clearer terms means that company car drivers actually can drive an electric vehicle for free. But I guess the question mark for employees is, if I have an electric vehicle, am I going to be able to charge it where I live? And that's where this project comes in for streets like this, where, yeah, absolutely you can, and the technology is going into something that already exists on the street. Data suggests that around about 40% of fleet drivers right now would like an electric vehicle. The product 
is potentially there for them but the big elephant in the room for their own user case is that they do not have access to a driveway we are answering that solution here by using the infrastructure that's already in place the humble lamppost and in terms of actually charging an ev how long does it take Here's a maths lesson from Nick. You tend to arrive with around about 20 to 30% worth of energy. You're looking really to have 50% or a little bit more worth of top up for your next day's usage. An average electric vehicle car nowadays is around about 50 kilowatts battery size. So you're looking for around about 25 kilowatts of power. These lampposts, interestingly, represent the power output between 3.5 and 5.5 kilowatts. So using 5.5 kilowatts, and you're looking for around about 25 kilowatts of uh, power to replenish your battery to 100%, you're looking for four to five hours worth of charge, which is less than the time that you actually sleep. So how does this work in terms of the end user? So you park up on your street, you may not get the same space right outside your house as you always do. So you might be plugging into a different socket yeah really simple on the lamppost itself is a qr code and you hold up your camera on your phone to this it recognizes the qr code and opened up a web page of where you put your card details in there putting your card details in there is simplified by taking a picture of your card but it memorizes your card so next time you come up to a ubitricity lamppost any single one hold up your camera QR code opens up the web page, your card is already installed and you pay immediately as a pay-as-you-go through your card mechanism payment. The cost of that is 24 pence per kilowatt hour. People with driveways do get access to their domestic rates and we have developed a technology which is a smart cable that allows people access to domestic rates via our lamppost charging. You just pull in to the lamppost plug this smart cable in and walk away. That action and others that you may have within a given month is given to you in a monthly bill, which is paid by the account holder. Again, that is very important for a fleet manager's point of view. How am I going to pay for my energy? Well, with this function in mind, you can have a dedicated tariff and the administration convenience of paying the monthly bill. Insiders from Siemens. The podcast for the smart infrastructure community across the UK and Ireland. Now, while we're talking about EV charging technology, let's bring in Bernard McGee. He heads up sales and business development for Future Grid within SI. And we spoke to him last year down at Goodwood when Siemens was demonstrating the hydrogen fuel cell. But technology, as we know, moves fast, doesn't it, Bernard? Almost on a week by week basis, I would say. It, it is moving rapidly. And I think a lot of that is due to the general interest from the industry and from the wider community and the public, you know, we are getting a lot more curious about electric vehicles. We're talking a lot about the, the decarbonisation of transport. We're starting really to pick up that transition, I would say, towards the electrification of, of the fleet. And, you know, you mentioned the fuel cell. Yes, we're, we're continuing um, our push on, on the fuel cell side of things because that connection to the power grid is so, so important where you do have a large fleet of vehicles. So where it's not possible, the fuel cell is a great solution. Where it might take a long time to get that power connection, fuel cell is a great solution. But there's other solutions as well. There's other technologies um, that we are now taking to the market. Um, you know, things like dynamic charging, smart charging of the fleets, making it a lot more interactive between the fleet itself, the vehicle, 
the infrastructure maybe in the depot or the building and then the wider infrastructure with the grid. It's all very important, I think, to tie all of these together. And would you say that fleet management are more interested in uh, connecting to the grid or do they want off-grid solutions more and more? I think they will connect to the grid where, where the grid connection is available. Um, that that may, does make sense. Um, in a lot of the cases now that we're looking at, yes, the grid connection is there, but it, it needs a significant upgrade. So that will involve, you know, potentially a long period of time, maybe a lot of work, a lot of disruption to the general public. So where we can introduce solutions behind the meter as such, in the building itself, uh, that's where we are, we're focusing a lot with, with some of these customers before we move to that larger scale upgrade of the grid. And if you can talk about it, what's the one big thing that you're focused on at the moment? What's taking up most of your time? Um, I would say that is uh, electric buses. The guys in the industry have done a lot of really good work over the, the past six, seven years, uh, both the, the bus OEMs and um, you know the wider community working in this industry. So a lot of really good work has, has gone on and I think we're starting to reap some of that benefit now. But I think we're reaching a point now where it's going to scale and that's where it's getting very interesting. Everyone involved in the Electric Avenue event had a sense of pride, none more so than head of SI and CEO of Siemens in the UK and Ireland, Carl Ennis. It's okay to talk about uh, electrification and the importance, but actually seeing it put into practice across the whole of, of Sutherland Avenue, Electric Avenue for today uh, is just it's just fabulous. And what's your vision for Siemens' role in the infrastructure for EV charging? So I think we, we, we have a portfolio that I believe is actually central to really uh, mass adoption of e-vehicles and, and that thing about range anxiety, people being confident that they're going to have a car that's likely to get you to where you need to go to and that there's going to be facilities for you to charge at the other end. So here we're just demonstrating at the domestic level, particularly in London here where there's not so much off-street parking, so how do you deal with public parking outside of private houses and we're, we're demonstrating that with our partner Ubertricity, but also the utility vehicles, e-buses uh, and e-lorries, and so I see us being central to that mass adoption. And actually also as a large organisation I feel we have an obligation to, to demonstrate what's in the art of the possible uh, and hence uh, our activities here today. And of course as part of the drive to carbon neutral and just a generally cleaner environment I mean this plays into it perfectly. It does you know there are something like 400,000 children in London affected by high nitrogen dioxide levels and 40% of those nitrogen dioxide emissions are from diesel cars so this is about actually cleaning uh, up the air in in a metropolis and also about showing that it can be done uh, and so then being able to to replicate that on a global scale. Now obviously this is a big step forward being able to to, to fit the technology into existing street furniture I mean that makes yeah. a big difference but, but but where do you see the barriers to mass adoption? One of the benefits of our solution is that there's no additional street furniture or often you find that Capitol's streets are already busy with street furniture so adding to it it's just not the right answer. In terms of mass adoption I think one of 
our skills is to to use technology but to use it at the back end so that as far as the user sees he's just plugging his car in he's swiping a, a PID card next to it and, and it's as simple as that behind the scene then goes the billing challenge the challenge with managing the load on the local network if everybody plugged in their charge at the same time so all of that's really in the background uh, and I think that for me is the, is the barrier to mass adoption making it easy and how important do you see partnerships like the one with Upatricity in Siemens growth in this area? So I think for, for me that it's a complicated uh, topic and it, it, and it brings on uh, not just the, the charging infrastructure but the billing infrastructure and the network infrastructure and I think Siemens has expertise in some of those areas but not all and what is really a, a task for us is to, is to partner with the right people to help fill those gaps so that we're able to provide the full solution. Now we don't need to do that ourselves and there are people out there like Ubertricity, startup organisations who have, have really got a niche expertise that, that we can work work with to provide that sort of wrapped solution for the, the council uh, and so partnerships are really important. And of course this is the groundbreaking street for having the whole street wired up as it is. How proud do you feel of that? Yeah it's pretty cool, it's pretty cool these are these are global challenges Cedric Nike, our global CEO talks about drinking our own champagne, about deploying the technologies that we have and here we're showing what's possible with what with the technology we have and, it, and of course it puts a smile on your face, we've got the sunshine with us here in London uh, today and uh, yeah it, it feels feels right this is the insiders podcast from Siemens so what difference will the rollout of electric vehicles make on a city like Westminster councillor Andrew Smith is Westminster's cabinet member for highways and the environment and he joined me on Electric Avenue to talk more about the importance of this rollout of EV charging technology. Uh, it is an important step because in Westminster we know there's increased demand for um, EV vehicles but uh, when I talk to residents um, they often say it's uh, the main barrier is the cost and also uh, the availability of the charging points. The cost is limited what we, uh, we can do but the government's doing quite a lot but the one thing that we can do as a local authority is to help improve the availability of charging infrastructure. And it makes a big difference um, to our air quality. Um, There's no secret that Westminster suffers from very poor air quality. Um, So we're making a a number of steps. We've got an air quality action plan. Uh, We are rolling out uh, EV charging points. At the moment, we've we've got more than any other borough, but we're ambitious. We've got 470. We're going to double those to 1,000 over the year. When we talk to residents, air quality is one of their main priorities. So we are determined to do what what we can to try and improve air quality. and providing that infrastructure so people and businesses uh, can make the switch to electric vehicles is an important part of that. And of course the technology that we're seeing here today, because it is able to be fitted into lampposts that are here anyway and use the electricity supply that's there, that just makes it such a, a relatively easy process, doesn't it? You no, know, absolutely. And working with partners such as Siemens and Ubertricity um, has, been, has been very easy. But yes, I mean, converting lampposts uh, makes a lot of sense. It's very easy to do and it provides... Um, overnight charging so it really works in terms of people wanting to park their cars uh, overnight outside their homes uh, and know it's going to be fully charged uh, a few hours later. Well one of those residents is Anton who lives on Electric Avenue and currently drives a plug-in hybrid. 
Here's why. The main impact was, you know, how can we contribute in um, saving our environment? You know, we already see what's happening with global warming and cars, billions amount of cars around the world and the emissions that they, uh, that they have. Um, that, that was one of my main decisions. Now, obviously, the big decision for anybody, apart from the, the, the climate impact on the plus side, the other side of it is, will I be able to charge it? That was exactly one of my frustrations when I ordered the car, is to say, where do I charge it? You know, I want the convenient to charge in the street. And that is what I have. You know, there's charging points in the entire street right in front of my house. So what, what were you doing before? You were having to park in a different street or, or park in a, in a car park and charge there? Exactly, exactly. You know, you had to park maybe two or three streets further, leave your car there. So it's all about the convenience. You know, I think it will make an impact, first of all, on um, what type of vehicle do you purchase? Um, and then secondly, you know, if you in the market to buy a new property or rent a, in, in an area, is there charging points? Because it's about the convenience again. So definitely those two two aspects will impact. And how fast are we going to see more people like Anton adopting electric vehicles? Here's Daniel Bentham, MD of Ubertricity again. It's happening very quickly now. So 2020 has been deemed the year of the EV. Thousands and thousands of EVs are now being sold. People are choosing EVs over internal combustion engines. We know that from 2035, the internal combustion engine will not be sold in the UK and people will have to buy an EV if they're buying a new car. So we are seeing tens of thousands of EVs now uh, on our streets and soon we'll see hundreds of charging events up and down streets like Electric Avenue. It's going to be the next utility. People don't realise actually 40% of cars are parked on the street overnight. So that's a huge number of cars that need access to on-street charging if they're going to be electric vehicles. We've already started to roll out this technology in Liverpool, Oxford, Portsmouth, Newbury. So you'll see this more and more on UK streets. So an important and successful day for Sutherland Avenue in Westminster, the UK's first street to have a fully converted EV lamppost electric avenue. The event was put together by Siemens comms team. Jenny Evans is communication business partner for SI. How does an event like Electric Avenue come together? Well, it's been challenging and it's taken weeks of preparation. And I know it probably doesn't feel like it standing here on this gloriously sunny street, um, but it has done. And there's been lots of people in the background that have worked very hard in order to put this all together. So we've worked with Westminster City Council. So they've cooperated a lot, helped us get the cars here, put parking restrictions in, helped us change all the street signs to Electric Avenue, which has been fantastic. And we've also worked with our partner, Ubertricity. Um, and I'm just so excited that this idea has come to fruition. And, and part of your role, of course, is to create that buzz around what's happening here. Yeah. And uh, that seems to have paid off. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we've obviously got lots of media interested in what we're doing here because it's the UK's first. Um, also social media. So the team have put together a really robust social media plan that across all our channels as well. Lots of content so that we can celebrate and share all the amazing things that we're doing as well as what Ubertricity and Westminster Council are doing. Let's talk about the cars that we've had here as well. Yeah, so we've used our partnerships within Siemens um, for the car manufacturers who have kindly lent us some of the latest EV cars. So we've got the new Mini here, which is great. We've also got the Jaguar Pace. We've also got a Nissan Leaf and an EV Taxi. So it's been fantastic that they've come along today and showcased how 
they can use the EV infrastructure that we've put in the lamppost. And that brings us to the end of this special episode of Insiders from Electric Avenue in Westminster. Look out on Yammer and all the usual channels for plenty more content from the day. And thanks for listening to Insiders. Keep up with the latest episodes at siemens.co.uk slash insiders or subscribe with your favourite podcast app. Copyright Siemens. Siemens. Ingenuity for life.